<laughs> What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you already know, I'm Brandon Janu. This episode, I'm looking super, super forward to. But before that, shout out to my family, Urban Boulevard. US. That is the website. If you go there, you buy anything, you can use the code Brandon.30 for 30% off of your purchase. Hopefully, you guys use that, man. I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, I know school's here. Fall is around the corner, man. Well, we're in fall, but. It's not really getting cold until like October because I'm I'm in the south, so it don't get cold till like October. So go ahead, head up, Herb Boulevard, get bundled up, man. Get bundled up. I'm talking, man. Get I'm bu- get all bundled up and stuff. So uh, get ready for that, man. And I hope you guys, like I said, enjoy this episode and so many others that I've dropped so far this week. Premiere week is officially here for season six. I got another episode dropping tonight and tomorrow night. Two episodes to close out premiere week, and then we start it all over again Sunday. Uh, but, uh, that is something I'm gonna talk about later, but let's get into today's episode, man. Um, and shout out to my family, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to my brother RSA, my brother DC, what the shit. I see you nominated for an award for podcasting. Everybody go vote for him. Uh, podcast of the year, what the shit. Go vote for him. Amazing podcast. I've been on there a couple of times. So definitely go fuck with them, man. Shout out to my brother Chris, Birds Eye View. Shout out to my TDs, uh, Mr. Reese. Uh, and, uh, of course, Miss Queen, you know, uh, and of course my family meet the Tylers always. So, so yeah, man, hopefully we get back to that soon and y'all be seeing the top 10 list. Maybe it's Tuesday or maybe even, uh, maybe even a panel. I don't know, but we shall see what Tuesday comes around. But until then, let's get into it. Speaking of music, that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about today. Music. So I posted something, um, I think like maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe, um, on my Facebook, then I posted on my Instagram, uh, and I asked people, uh, what's an album that you would like for me to talk about? Uh, the Carter two, Little Wayne's Carter two, a Kanye West's graduation. And everybody was like, the Carter two. <laughs> everybody was like, the Carter two. And some people chose the graduation, but most of them was like the Carter Two. Uh, and I got to the point where I was like, because Lil Wayne has a super massive catalog, I was like, I don't want to touch that. So I did. I was trying to do the Carter Two, and I was just like, Carter Two got so many fucking songs on that bitch, just like his catalog. It's too much. So I was just like, fuck it. I just do a whole episode on Lil Wayne. Fuck it. Uh, so that's exactly what I'm gonna do uh, next time with Life of Times with music. Um, so it's just gonna be a whole little Wayne episode. So what is today's episode? Since that's not today, what is today's episode? It's a graduation. Uh, the graduation album is probably one of my favorite Kanye West albums. I'll take that back. It is my favorite Kanye West album. Um, and, um, I'm gonna say it right here, uh, on disclaimer, if you don't like me when I say this, I don't really give a fuck. I need you to know I don't really give a fuck when I say this. I'm not a super massive Kanye West fan. I'm just not. That's not my favorite. I've I've never been a super massive Kanye West fan. Um, I liked his singles. I've said this numerous times. When he came out, I loved Two Words. I loved Jesus Walks. I loved um, a lot of the shit off the first album. I loved a lot of shit off Late Registration, Hey Mama, uh, you know, uh, Drive Slow. I loved the remix, Drive Slow, with T.I. was actually in the video. Um. Yeah, I'll, uh, of course, Gold Digger. Of course, Gold Digger was like just a massive fucking hit. Who didn't like Gold Digger? 
Um, but yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't a super massive Kanye West fan. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. You know, you know when you talking about, you know, are you and what's up with you and Jay, man? Are y'all okay, man? They prayed for the death of Donna. Said like, Amen. <laughs> but right here stands, Amen. They can make a diamond with his bare hands. It was just like, oh shit, all right, I like that. But the graduation album is a significant body of work in Kanye's discography that I think a lot of people don't give it its proper respect. And I feel like a lot of people overlook this album because I think to me personally, this is the album that actually really changed music. But more importantly, hip hop. A lot of people say it's 808s and Heartbreaks, which was the next album after this album. But I believe it was the graduation because the significance of this album is still felt to this day. A lot of people say it changed, 808s and Heartbreaks maybe changed the style of hip-hop, but Graduation changed the way hip-hop is 100%, particularly the artists are looked at in hip-hop. And that is why I'm going to talk about this album. Now, if you've seen me do an album before, I did the Blueprint last season, last, like one of my last episodes, I did the Blueprint album, and I broke down every song off the Blueprint album. I actually had paper in front of me to talk about it. But today, I do not. <laughs> because The Graduation is one of those albums you should know front to fucking back. <laughs> it's such a great album. Um, incredible body of work. But at this time frame, take a, go back to 2007. September 2007. Just like The Blueprint. This album came out September the 11th. Six years later after The Blueprint, Jay-Z's protege, Kanye West, dropped The Graduation album his third album of his career. It literally left a lot of people questioning at that time, what particular is hip hop? Hip hop at that time was, and particularly who he was actually going up against, because this is why this album is one of my favorite albums, but also the significance around this body of work. You got to realize who Kanye West was going up against. At this time in 2007, that was really a conversation of who is really the reign, who's going to run hip hop for the next couple of years. Is it, are we still going to have the dominance of 50 Cent, who was dropping his third studio album at the time, Curtis? Which every time 50 dropped, it was a million, it was a million out the gate. We knew it. Get Rich or Die Trying did a mill. I think Massacre did a mill. Like, Massacre did do a mill. I think Good Rich or Die Trying did a mill or close to it, his debut album. It was like ungodly. Like when he would drop, it was two million dollar. It was two mil. Like it was a million. As soon as he dropped, first week. It's not like it was like on some sniff. Like first week, it was a million records sold. And this ain't like on some you'd stream the fucking album on Apple. This was like some shit you went to Best Buy. You went to Target. You bought the fucking album. This man did a million copies, pressed hard fucking albums, a mil. Every time he dropped for two albums straight. So Kanye West clearly was looked at as kind of like the underdog. Even though Kanye West had a body of work at the time that people did respect and like. Again, the industry at the time wasn't also... The industry at the time was kind of in a conversation of, okay, do we side with a Kanye West who doesn't make the the drug dealer music, the, you know, the gangster music, you know, the, the... You know, he didn't make that album. He didn't make those types of songs. He didn't. Because he just didn't seem like that was his crowd. He made music for, like, skateboarders and 
you know, kids that felt out of place in life. And this is why Kanye West has such a significant um, uh, fan base nowadays, because it's not about his music. It, 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 it's not about what he is. It's his music, the music that he would provide for a lot of people. And like I said, I wasn't a super massive Kanye West fan, but the songs that I would hear, like All Falls Down and shit like that, I would like, and I'd be like, yo, this shit is actually really decent. You know what I'm saying? When he would say, you know, you know, a black man get a white man get paid for all of that shit that we do. It's it's real. Like everything we do, they come back and copy, and and then they get paid way more than what the fuck we were doing. So I respect what he was saying at the time, and I think that that's why a lot of people would love Kanye to this day is because the music that he provided at that time was unreal. And I feel like that's what graduation was. So at the time frame, you gotta realize at this time. In music, Fifty was the bigger star. Yeah, go back and look at two thousand and seven. Fifty was the bigger star. Fifty had, like I said, two albums that went over a mill the first week. Fifty had magazines. I think at the time he did Get Rich or Die Trying in the movie. So Fifty was literally the most massive star in music at the time. He pretty much ran rap. There was not that many people. G-Unit was literally the biggest fucking co- company in in the industry. I mean, he was the only person I remember that had G-Unit shoes, shirts, clothes, everything. I remember being a kid, going to school one summer before 50 dropped G-Unit shit. And then the next school year, everybody rocking G-Unit. <laughs> like everybody rocking G-Unit. It's like, it's a different type of energy, dude. So 50 came in with the with the overwhelming, like, oh, he's easy gonna beat Kanye. Like, this, that, it, like, it, it's, now it sounds oblivious, like, it sounds crazy as shit to think, 50 Cent could beat Kanye West in album sales? Get the fuck out of here. But in 07, that shit was real. <laughs> that was a real conversation. People did not believe Kanye could outsell 50. They just did not see it. They was like, Kanye could outsell 50? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That was not a joke. That was serious as shit. And then coming to the album and the industry flipped. It flipped. Kanye sold a million his first week. 50 sold close to like 750,000. But even in that 700,000, so that's not even a bad week. Like comparing to what you see nowadays, from album sales, that literally is like an album now being literally the best album of, of the year. <laughs> that's literally the best album of the year. It's not even close. Like, that's the best album of the year. It's not even close. Well, at least the best selling album. I should say the best album, the best selling album of the year. But that's crazy to think like how people just did not see graduation. Being better than Curtis. Now, a lot of false starts on 50's side. I mean, Interscope at the time felt like 50 was getting too powerful in a lot of the marketing and a lot of ways he would move and do things. So Interscope kind of sabotaged the motherfucker before the album even came out. They leaked this album a week before the album even came out. <laughs> like, like, that's how whole shit that was. But either way it goes, Kanye West still reigns supreme, which opened the door for an album like Graduation. And not just album like uh, album like graduation, but the album like graduation. 
And this is why I feel like this album doesn't get the same respect that, like, it's kind of part 808s and Heartbreaks does. Even though 808s and Heartbreaks opened the landscape for what the style of music is today in hip-hop, where a lot of people are more melodic, they sing, rappers sing more, they kind of open themselves up to, uh, you know, feelings, you know, talk about their lives, and it's more representation of who they are, and that's what we actually love. If Graduation probably wasn't made, a lot of people say it's 808s and Heartbreaks. To me, Graduation is the album that really changed the way you looked at hip-hop music, particularly those types of artists, like a Kanye West, like a Lupe Fiasco, like a Common. Then it opened the doors up for a Drake, a J. Cole, a Kendrick Lamar, where they're not too street. But they can give you the same feelings that, you know, you would actually respect more. You actually respect a lot, the, the life stories that they tell. And graduation felt like that. It opened the door up for that. To me, a lot of people would say it was 808 to Heartbreaks, but to me, graduation is the album that actually opened the industry eyes up to a situation where it was like, holy shit, an artist like a Kanye West can't actually sell. Holy shit, what the fuck? Like that dude actually beat somebody that was touted as just an unstoppable force in 50 Cent. He beat him. He flat out beat him. And can you beat him? And it opened the door up for artists like Drake and Kendrick and Cole to sell like that. Where they didn't have to kind of like sacrifice who they were as their personal feelings towards how they wanted to make their music just to get cheap pops and cheap reactions from people. Graduation's album is an incredible body of work. A song like Good Morning. You know, I talked about this on Jay-Z's uh, Blueprint, where he took he took the rulers back, you know, Jay-Z's intro, and he, he took that and put it in Good Morning. You know, hustlers, that's if you're still living, get on down to that old J rhythm, Good Morning. And, like, and that's the thing, like, he took that, champion. It was today. I was today years old when I realized that Lauren Hill is the sample he used in champion. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that's really Lauren Hill. I was, like, I was driving, I was like, that's really Lauren Hill singing that sample. Like, that's the sample of Lauren Hill. Yeah. I always heard the song. I always loved that song. But then I really, like, sat down. I really was just driving. I was like, yo, that's really Lauren Hill. And, but you don't know that. You don't, you don't, that don't compute at some points. And then you go into Stronger, which is, to a lot of people, Stronger is the biggest song off the album. I mean, it sold the most records. It was the number one song off this album. I fuck with Stronger. But Stronger was never one of my favorite songs off this album. Still not. It's still not one of my favorite songs off this album. Um, you know, then it goes into what? Gut Life? No, I Wonder. Which is another go- dope fucking song. I Wonder is a dope fucking song. Um, then it goes into Gut Life with T-Pain. At the time, T-Pain could do no wrong. T-Pain was literally on everybody's shit, on everybody's song, on everybody's albums, on everybody's records. And just like Lil Wayne, he touched it. This shit was getting on radio. It was it was it was just obvious. This shit was going on radio. <laughs> it, it was just obvious. They can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. It, it, we don't even have to talk about that. Jeezy on it. It was already set in stone. That shit was gone. Uh, <laughs> But every song of this project was a body of work, was incredible. 
Everything I am with him and DJ Premier. Y'all keep drunk and hot girls with him and most deaf. That I thought that song was kind of. I think he just fucking around with that song. I don't really think he really wanted to put this. I don't know, but he's like, I, mean, I ain't gonna waste this most deaf feature. But yeah, that he could have kept that. He could have so kept that song. Um, so kept that song. Barry Bonds with him and Little Wayne, where he actually out rap Wayne on that shit. And Lollipop Remix. Like, Lollipop Remix, he out rap Wayne on that, too. With the auto-tune. <laughs> um, Homecoming with him and Chris Martin from from Coldplay. Chris Martin, Coldplay is one of my favorite rock, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite groups. So anytime I hear him and that song, it reminds me of, like, that creativity of those two men. So I was just like, yeah, that song is dope. Um, Flash and Lights. Anybody. <laughs> Flash and Lights. It's still the dopest fucking song to this day. I would say if you're, like, late at night and you know you got a good, a good 30 minutes, 45 to an hour drive in front of you, just put flash of lights on. You'll be all right. <laughs> like, just put that album on and go to flash of lights. You'll be all right. You'll be, you be all right. Because you really will be thinking the cops following you. <laughs> My paranoid ass. I'll be like, yo, the cops are really following a nigga. What the fuck, bro? Like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> Glory. Dope song. Um, Big Brother. Where he's just showing the love to Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Graduation album created the energy that showed artists that you don't have to always be this gangster fucking rapper. You can actually have a true fan base that love just the story you're telling. This dude that rocks, you know, glasses with kind of like the shades on it. I don't know what the fucking glasses was. Kind of used to wear. Uh, that loved anime. <laughs> that that literally was was that guy, but was never pegged as the next big artist. He was never pegged at. And that's what you respected about Graduation so much. That's what I respected, is that this album wasn't supposed to be, this album was in the conversation of the biggest album of 2007, and it lived up to it. A lot of things about Kanye at that time, you could tell him no wrong. And I 100% would say, you couldn't tell him no wrong. He was actually doing the shit he was supposed to be doing. At the time, and, and then, of course, it goes off into 808s and Heartbreaks, which a lot of people would say really changed the face of, of hip-hop. But I don't think that uh, that changed the artist's way of looking at hip-hop. And it opened up the door for the Drakes and the Kendricks and the J. Coles. Graduation show labels that an artist like Kanye West could sell just as big as the 50 cents and the Jay-Z's and the M&M's. It always heartbreaks show that an artist can also pop if they actually was to open up and talk about their emotions, their feelings, their trials, their tribulations in life. And then my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, it just, that might actually be an album I actually physically might have to talk about. Uh, but uh, that opened uh, the creative side of particularly storytelling with the production. 
every beat on that album was 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 particularly to fit the song criteria. And you could tell it was a story. I remember when my beautiful daughter of fantasy was actually coming out, and Kanye actually had a, a movie called Runaway, which was the song of the album with Pusha T. And he had a particular documentary called Runaway. He put it on BET, and they filmed and they aired it. And I heard the album before it even came out because every song was on the album was in that documentary. I don't know if they got it on YouTube or anything, but go check and see Netflix, maybe somewhere. I don't know, but go check and see it. It's an incredible body. It's an incredible movie. It's an incredible doc, like how he particularly made it. And he had like a model in the in the. And I think she was playing like a bird or some shit. I don't know why he picked the bird or a phoenix or some shit. It was something. But go watch it. it, it hopefully, it's on YouTube. I don't know, but go watch it. Um, <laughs> it actually goes into the Runaway music video, which is the funniest thing. A lot of people think the music video. No, that actually, that documentary actually led up to the music video of Runaway. With him and him and push, so yeah, story lesson. There it is. Um, but um, but um, yeah, um, but yeah. Graduation is that album that's that show a lot of artists that they can sell without having to be this, you know, highly profiled gangster rapper that got bodies and sold drugs and all that shit. Kanye graduation set the president what artists are today not the music that they do but who they are today because they have he's shown that he can sell without that but with all the gift of that project in 808 and heartbreaks and you know my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came the curse of the Kanye we have now graduation opened the door up for Kanye West to go do a 808 and heartbreaks and change the landscape of music but at that time, it also made people feel like, it made him feel like, because everybody would tell him, he could do no wrong. He's a gift to music. And I feel like that's kind of the Kanye we got now, where everybody just tells him he's the best thing since sliced fucking bread. And it's like, no. The difference between what Kanye used to say shit, like when he got on stage and interrupted Taylor Swift, it was like, Beyonce got one of the best music videos of all time. We all could agree. <laughs> we all, we, we all could agree. Yeah, I agree. She she does. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, we could agree. We were like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, we were all like, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> that is the difference. When he got on new, when he was doing the Mike Myers shit in, in for Hurricane Katrina, and he literally does the prompter goes out, and he and he's like, yeah, George Bush don't like black people. Could we disagree at the time? I'm from New Orleans. And that's exactly what the fuck I thought. I thought George Bush didn't like black people. That's what the fuck I thought. I was like, I don't see no lies here. Kanye just spoke truths. I don't see no lies here. Because I see people floating on a house. And these motherfuckers ain't doing shit to go get them. I'm pretty sure George Bush don't like black people. I'm happy Kanye West said it. Somebody said it. So I was one of y'all that was like, yeah, I agree with everything. I agree with what he's saying. But I never got too wrapped up in it. Like a lot of you motherfuckers get wrapped up in it. You motherfuckers get wrapped up in that shit now. The 
everything he says is, 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 is gospel. And everything he drops is gospel music that he can do no wrong. I don't agree. After Watch the Throne, after My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, after Watch the Throne with Jay-Z, Jesus sucked. It's got some songs on there, but the entire body of work sucked. Yeah, I said that. I said that shit. Uh, Jesus sucked. Let me say that again. Maybe people in the back didn't hear me. Jesus sucked. Uh, the Life of Pablo was a playlist, but after a certain amount of songs, that shit started to suck. Um, what he had after that, but Jesus is King. No kids see ghosts. And then he had Jesus is King. It's like okay, this no yay, yeah yay. It then. Kids see ghosts, and then Jesus is king. And it's like, dude, stop it. <laughs> it's like, stop it. Donda might be the best project I've heard of Kanye in about five, six years. That might be. Like, that's the best Kanye album I've heard in a minute. The rest of that shit, he can keep it. Keep it. Not every time he drops, it's, it's like a miracle. No. Sometimes his shit just isn't good. It isn't good. The production, I expect the production to always be good. Because that's what he fucking is great at. That's what he's done for his entire career. He came in as a producer. I'm pretty sure that's the one thing I'm pretty sure he ain't going to fuck up on. But the lyrics, the words he say nowadays, the shit he talk about, keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Nope. Keep it. <laughs> Keep it. Keep it. The curse has become that we have now made him so immune to criticism. And I don't mean criticism in a sense because he is criticized. But what I mean by criticize, criticism is that his music is always great. And it's not. It's not. It's just not. His music is not always great. He doesn't always come to the fucking bad to the plate and hit fucking home runs. His shit don't hit doubles. He don't hit. Sometimes he strikes the fuck out, and a lot of people don't want to admit that. I saw motherfuckers that lyrically say, "Ah, you know," but I agree with the title of the song. You know, the title of the song. You know, cause that shit. The fuck. I like what Kanye drop albums because I see how much delusion. Is in people's heads with this motherfucker. And I think I know why. It's because, like I just said, old Kanye. You hear the beats and it's still old Kanye. But he's not the same artist that he was when he dropped Graduation. When he dropped 808's Heartbreak. When he dropped uh, Dark, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. He's not that guy. He's not. He's got different writers. He's got different people fucking with him. Different people working with him. He's more wrapped up in fashion than he is music sometimes. And that's okay. But with that being that I said the graduation changed the way music was looked at in a selling standpoint, and 808s and Heartbreaks changed the way music was looked at in an artist standpoint and the type of music you could sell. I think from every perspective of what he has become recently, 
is the fact that he could do no wrong. And I think that's the wrong way of looking at this dude is that he could do no wrong. And everything he says is gospel. Like I said, I was one of those guys that was like, well, everything he is saying, I do agree with. But that's the problem. Sometimes we got to take a step back. I get it that he's one of y'all idols and y'all love him and he's great. But the shit he does nowadays, it's like, bro, like, do you hear yourself? He's one of those I'd rather just say it first before anybody else says. it. And that's cool. And that's great when you don't have a multi-million dollar company fucking with you. <laughs> like, that's amazing if you're doing the shit on your own. That's amazing if you don't, you know, have children with somebody. Like, make it make sense, man. I'm not here to tell y'all Kanye West isn't a musical genius. That's not what I'm here to tell you. The man's a fucking goat. I can easily tell y'all he's one of the greatest artists to ever do it. I can easily tell you he's probably the greatest producer to music. Not like hip-hop. Not No, the greatest producer to music. It's literally might be him. I give it to Dr. Dre and maybe Quincy Jones. That's three. That's three that I can literally in my head think of. Quincy Jones produced Thriller. <laughs> Some are off the wall. <laughs> like, 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 bruh, Quincy Jones. Dr. Dre has literally every motherfucker you love, including the motherfucker he was battling with, 50 Cent, he produced him. And Kanye West. I can literally say Kanye is like the greatest producer in music history. Easy. And he ain't the greatest, he top three. And he ain't three. <laughs> he top three and he ain't three. <laughs> it's, it's, it's simple. He's probably one of the greatest artists. I can easily say. I'm not here to question his musical greatness. I'm here to tell y'all that not everything he does is excellence. There's some people that just drop shit and you just be like, what the fuck is this? And some people that drop shit and you're like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Like, it's differences. You see how fast that was a difference? That was a difference. And that's the thing. Graduation is one of my, is my favorite Kanye West album. It's really challenged by uh, my beautiful daughter, Twisted Fantasy. But Graduation is my favorite Kanye West album. Because at that time, he still has some sense of humbleness. He has some sense of respect towards the craft. He has some respect towards the people that was buying his shit. He wasn't so wrapped up in trying to be this all-worldly, I'm the most dominant, most powerful, most money-hungry and motherfucker. Like, he wasn't that guy. He was just Kanye West. I miss that Kanye. And I think everybody else does too. The difference is, I know that Kanye is never walking back through the door. A lot of people need to come into the realization that that Kanye is not walking back through the door. You keep screaming and that's what y'all want. And that's probably why y'all support him so much. Because you're like, well, we keep supporting him. Maybe he will change back to, he's not changing back. He's 43, 44 years old. That dude is gone. (laughs) That dude is gone. 2007 Kanye West will never be back. 2008, 2009, 2010. Shit, I even give you 2016. <laughs> that nigga ain't coming back. That nigga ain't coming back. 
I'm sorry to tell y'all that. So do like I do. Just go listen to his fucking music on Apple and just be cool with it. Like, I mean, come on, bro. Graduation, you know, late registration, college dropout. Go listen to the shit. Go listen to the old shit. Stop worrying about this new shit. This new shit is never going to be what it, the old shit used to be. And stop trying to lie to yourself. Be like, I can understand. I'll fuck with this. Stop lying. You don't fuck with it. You fuck with Kanye, but you don't fuck with the music like you say you do. Stop it. Hurricane is a fire fucking song. Anything else? Mm. <laughs> Anything else? Mm. I know I'm going to get a lot of thumbs down for this. But I don't give a fuck. I'm telling you the truth. The graduation album might be, when we look back on music, it might be the album that really told the fact, told the truth that artists like a Kanye West could actually outsell artists that portray something that they're not. Now, I'm not saying 50 was portraying something he wasn't, but to the artists that are now doing this shit, a lot of them say they do that shit, but let's be real, do they really do that shit? And that's what I'm saying. You can hate on a Drake and a J. Cole and a Kendrick Lamar and all these guys. But though that graduation album opened the door up for guys like them to sell at the rate they sell and the pace they sell. Graduation album should be considered one of the greatest rap albums of all time. But it's not, and I don't know why. But who am I? To tell anybody about music. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.